Hey there. Thanks for listening to True Sleep. This podcast aims to help you meditate in your heart upon your bed and be still to get some rest in a restless world. Really appreciate you listening. Special hello to listeners in Phoenix, Arizona, and hello to you wherever you might be listening. We're going to jump into Isaiah chapter 1, starting at verse 16 this time around. Before we do, if you are benefiting from this podcast, there's a couple of ways that you could help me out. Uh, one, because I am a pastor and a family man and I have a lot going on, I, I feel like this is a little side ministry that I can do, but I don't really have any time to promote it or uh, anything like that. I really just uh, feel like I should record the episodes and send them out there. <clears throat> But if you are enjoying them and think others would benefit, uh, tell somebody about it or share it on social media uh, one way or another. If you could help me get the word out about it, that'd be great. And uh, another thing you could do is you could email me if you have any ideas how I could improve this podcast. You can email me at truesleepfeedback at gmail.com. All right, that's out of the way. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16 says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes, cease to do evil. That's just verse 16. I think we'll stop there for a minute. So if you'll remember, Isaiah as is a prophet, God sent Isaiah to his people because they were rebelling against him and refusing to listen to him. And so he sent his prophet Isaiah to rebuke them and uh, try to get their attention. And right before verse 16, he's been uh, pointing out that they are trying to still be religious, even while they are being rebellious, and God hates it. And so he's been describing how much he does not enjoy their religious activities while they are being rebellious. And now he's given them some positive commands. And I think it'll give us a lot of food for thought as we're meditating on Scripture together. So let's just take it bit by bit. First, he says, wash yourselves. Wash yourselves. So as we are wanting to get some peace and rest, maybe we need to think about that a little bit. Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean. What does he mean by that? What do you think he means by that? Well, it's unlikely that he's talking about physically washing yourself. Based on the context, it's pretty clear that he's talking about spiritual cleansing. They had really gotten themselves filthy with their sin and rebellion. And God's perfectly holy. And so they can't come to him with religious deeds while they are harboring all kinds of polluting sin in their hearts and in their lives. And he clarifies, really, with the next line. He says, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. So really what he's talking about is repentance. He's saying, don't come to me with religious activities. Come to me with repentance. So give that some thought about your own life. Think about your religious activities. But then think about how you're doing in terms of sin in your life. Is there any sin 
that's ongoing in your life that you need to repent of, to wash yourself of, cleanse yourself of, remove. This is one thing that's dramatically different about meditating on scripture versus other forms of meditation one might try to do to find peace when they're restless. A lot of worldly forms of seeking peace have to do with self-acceptance. Um, that's really not the approach you take when you read the Bible. Jesus' first sermon started with the command to repent, uh, which is kind of the opposite of self-acceptance. It's recognizing the problems with ourselves and turning from those things. And there really is no peace uh, apart from that. It's like trying to heal a wound without cleansing it out first. Uh, it's like getting a dirty scrape from a rusty nail or something and just putting a Band-Aid over it. You're going to have to cleanse that wound out. And repentance is a part of that process. So when's the last time you felt really convicted by the Holy Spirit of sin in your life and you prayed for God's forgiveness through Jesus Christ and asked him to help you to turn from it? Repentance is a major part of the Christian life, and it could be that if you're restless, maybe it's because you've got a, a conscience that is a little bit aggravated by some kind of a behavior or sin or action that you haven't really addressed. Now, the good news is, through Jesus Christ, we genuinely have a way to be cleansed we have a way to be washed. Jesus died on the cross for you. He died on the cross for your sins so that you could be forgiven and cleansed. And if you go to him humbly confessing your sins and receiving that forgiveness offered as a gift through Jesus Christ, God will help you to turn from your sin and repent. You may have some sin that just clings on so tight and you hate it, and you don't want to keep returning to it, but you find yourself in a cycle of weakness and returning back to it and frustration. And uh, I've been there. I think every Christian has been there, or is there in different ways. Don't be discouraged. Don't give up fighting. Right now, be faithful. Right now, ask God to help you to repent. It could be that your sin struggle has gotten you into a bit of a tangle that you can't easily extract yourself from. 
let's say, for example, you have uh, followed the course of this world in a dating relationship and uh, you've moved in or maybe had a child with with a girlfriend or a boyfriend, and so you're committed in every way, but you haven't gotten married, and so your sexual activity there is sinful. The Bible is pretty clear that uh, sex outside of marriage, uh, if you're not married, is called fornication. It's an old biblical word, but it's a it's a good word. Um, so you you may find that that's going to take a lot of effort to repent of. You're going to need to um, strongly consider getting married or figuring out what you need to do. And you might need some advice from a pastor or someone who cares about you. Uh, you don't have to figure every detail of that out right now to feel at peace. What you have to do is determine in your heart that you are going to take steps of repentance. That when you wake up, that's your determination. You're going to contact your pastor. I hope you have a pastor. I hope you're part of a church. Uh, if not, that might be your very first step. Find the nearest healthy church and talk to the pastor there about what you're struggling with and get some guidance. Um, I trust the Holy Spirit to make it plain if there's any steps you need to take. Isaiah 1.16, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes, cease to do evil. Just think of those words there, washing, cleansing, evil. Those are words that you don't hear mentioned outside of the Bible much these days. It would, um, it would seem extreme to call anything evil, but God calls sin and rebellion against him and his ways evil. I think we need to let that settle in and form the way we view sin and rebellion against God. Just think about that word evil. Think about the fact that the Bible teaches that evil deeds and sins and rebellions against God, they aren't just treated like mistakes or innocent missteps. They're treated as something that makes us dirty before God, makes us um, defiled, polluted, unclean. You know, again, just contrasting with the world we live in, at least in America where I am, sins and rebellions against God are not treated that way. And it seems very harsh to even speak in those terms, but if we're going to be biblical, which we want to be because it's the truth, all the stuff that we see on TV and Netflix and hearing our music, those aren't just uh, undesirable things. They, they defile, they pollute, and they make people unfit to be before a holy God. So we really need Jesus. And you maybe have just been sort of soaking in polluting evil atmosphere lately, and that might be part of your restlessness. Maybe your path to peace is repenting of all that and letting God cleanse your mind through this meditation on Scripture and not returning to it tomorrow.
Let's go ahead and step into verse 17. He has said, wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes, cease to do evil. Now the positive side, now that we've turned away from those things, in the Bible, repentance is never just turning away from something. It's always turning away from the wrong thing toward the right thing. So verse 17 says, learn to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. So we don't just want to beat ourselves up and feel terrible about how sinful we are. We want to honestly acknowledge those things and seek forgiveness through Jesus and ask for God's help to turn from those. But then we don't just want to wallow in introspection and self-pity. We want to receive that forgiveness humbly and gratefully and really with our full heart turn toward the good that God calls us to. So we want to learn to do good. So thinking about whatever sins the Holy Spirit may be convicting you of, what would be the good that you could replace those things with? Maybe you're feeling convicted uh, about pride or arrogance that you've, maybe you're one who kind of has his life together and kind of look down on others and feel like you're the cool one, you're the good looking one or whatever it might be. Uh, You're the successful one. And so you want to repent of that pride and arrogance, but you don't just want to repent from it. You want to grip onto some good alternative. So what would be the good alternative to that kind of pride? Well, maybe it would be the kind of humility that expresses itself in gratitude rather than um, self-congratulation. So maybe you are really successful, but think of all the factors that had to come into place that were not of your own doing to make that possible. All the people who've helped you, all the ways God has steered your circumstances to make it possible, And instead of feeling like you're awesome, maybe just embrace the gratitude and tell some people thank you. Whatever your sin struggle is, what is the corresponding good that you can turn to instead by the power of Jesus Christ? Maybe you struggle with pornography. That is a massive, massive sort of in-the-dark secret struggle for many, many people. Mostly men, but also women struggle with it. You want to return from that, and but not just turn from it. Turn to the corresponding good. So what would be sort of the opposite of that? What would be the good that you could grip onto instead?
you might think of that particular sin as a way of uh, using and abusing people virtually through the internet. So maybe the corresponding good could be serving and loving and blessing people in the real world. And so every time you start to feel that temptation, maybe you, you go to someone who is real and in person and do some loving service type act of blessing for them. One more quick example. I'm trusting the Spirit to bring to mind your specific things. But just another possible example. Maybe uh, you find, as the Spirit is searching your heart and revealing sin to you, that you're manipulative. Um, perhaps you're married and you have a way of manipulating your spouse through, I don't know, being quiet and icy instead of just straightforward. And that's not loving. It's a way of trying to get your own way rather than uh, being loving. What would be the good that you could turn to instead of that, that evil? <clears throat> I would say in that case, it's probably just speaking the truth in love, just being open and transparent and honest and humble rather than sneaky and manipulative. Whatever it is, let's move on to the next phrases here because there's some very specific things that God has in mind for, for Israel that would be instructive to us. It says, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. So as a society, God's people are supposed to do really uh, good work at caring for vulnerable people. Uh, the oppressed, the fatherless, widows, these were the most vulnerable people in society at that time. Uh, and they remain vulnerable people in our society as well. We might add some others to that category, but God really cares that his people take care of vulnerable people. So in all your repentance tonight, maybe the Spirit would bring to mind something that you could do to contribute to the welfare of vulnerable people. So what do you think that might be? What might be your part in caring for vulnerable people? I'll leave you with that thought as we close our time together. Just now, completely stop thinking about yourself. We Christians, we can get into a trap of just thinking about ourselves so much, especially because we do want to be responsible and we see that we struggle with sin and we want to turn from those things, but we can really get stuck in some quicksand there. I think repentance is, is a concrete thing. You pray, God, I do not want to do this anymore. I know it dishonors you. Please forgive me. Please help me to change. And then you lock your sights on what you should be doing. And in this case, I think God would have us to meditate on who are the vulnerable people around us, people in need of protection or provision or help in some way, and what can we do? So think about that as we finish up, and I'll pray for you. Father, thank you so much for this individual that you have brought to listen to this podcast. I'm so grateful 
for them. I'm grateful that they've chosen to turn to your word to seek rest. Please help them to find rest. Uh, Convict them of any sin that may be in their life in that clear Holy Spirit way. It's not comfortable, but it's also uh, not the kind of condemnation that we get from our enemy. It's more loving. I pray that they would feel lovingly convicted, uh, but clearly that you would empower them to confess their sin before you and to repent, to turn away from it. But not just to turn away from it, but to turn to the corresponding good that they should be devoted to. Just fill them with all power through Jesus Christ, through faith in Him, through uh, the Holy Spirit. Now, in Jesus' name, amen.